0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
1: Welcome to the Russ Parcast. I happen to be Russ Parr, and, of course, a lot of guests today. Uh, we are talking to one of my favorite chefs, also Armstrong Williams, Dr. Jason Johnson, about politics. Of course, I'm going to rant about Trump running again. All that is coming up today. Uh, but we'll start with me, in my opinion. Uh, Donald Trump running again is crazy, uh, but it's it was expected. And, of course, um, a little bit later on on the show, I'm going to rant about why he's doing it. Because he had to do it. That's the bottom line. He had to do it. And, hey, listen, at the end of the day, man, it's going to be kind of interesting. Uh, Democrats have to stop being wimps. While you still have power in both houses, now's the time to pass a whole bunch of stuff before the beginning of the year because, you know, the Republicans in the House are going to shut everything down. So pass everything right now so they can't touch it. And you can do it. Oh, we got to do it the right way. Come on. Come on, Biff. Becky, let's do it the right way. Let's be fair. Let's go by the rules. As the Republicans go, <laughs> as a Republican never said, uh, but that's the bottom line, y'all. It's, we, we've we've got to, we've got to make some changes. We can find money for other things, but we can't find it for our own people. And it's not a handout because you know every time you talk about, hey, I hate socialism, those handouts, and you get a social security check. Mm, what, what is that? Socialism, that's what it is. Okay. Coming up first, y'all, we're going to talk to Armstrong Williams. He's from the right side, yes. He's a conservative. He's a Republican. I talked to him the other day, and he predicted a couple of things that hmm. kind of, you know, raised some eyebrows in this room. But one of the things that I thought was that he said that was really came to fruition is that the Republicans are done with Donald Trump. Good morning, Armstrong Williams. How are you, sir? Good morning to everyone. Hi. Wow. When you said that, I went, ah, come on. You're right. The election last night, I think, signaled the end of Trump politics. Do you agree with that?
2: Yeah, it's the reckoning. Um The Republicans would have done much better. Trump going into Pennsylvania did not help Dr. Oz. Karen like Trump-endorsed candidate. It's the repudiation of Trump. I mean, Trump's values, the fact that he's not shown any sign of maturity since he was defeated, uh, is just not a good sign. It's the, 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 not only does the, the Republican Party not need him, the
1: country, the world does not need him. Thank you.
0: Who is America this on the phone right with now. us?
1: It's Armstrong. Wow. That's Armstrong. Wow. But no, he's not just coming up with this today because Armstrong's been saying this to me. Okay, so I am I can vouch for that. But let me just say this. I was shocked. I was expecting there to be a bloodbath. And I think a lot of y'all did. And, you know, the exit polls were saying all Americans cared about was the economy and crime. And third place was Roe versus Wade. Well, Roe versus Wade was second place from my estimation. Am I wrong?
2: Well, No, the pocketbook issues, listen, you cannot ignore what happened in Michigan with Whitmer, and people saw that as abortion. But the main issue were the pocketbook issues. America, you know, the good thing about, you know, God laughs at all of us. You know, everybody has something they can celebrate. In last night's election. I don't care who you are. You may say grimace a little, bit, but you know what? We did okay here. We did okay. It's just the way the world works. At least we're not as divided as most the media wants us to believe there's going to be this. Right. The red wave never happened. What happened was uh, people want this country to work for Americans, not exactly. for migrants. They want, they want the prices lowered at the gas tank. They want to be able to afford their food, k- send their kids to college. Americans
1: want an American way of life. That's what it's about. And I the think red- Armstrong, I, I, I'm going to interrupt 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 you for a second. I do think that a lot of people voted for the candidate that they like, that shared their values. And hopefully this might be a lesson to all the politicians up on Capitol Hill. It's time for y'all to work together. It is time for y'all to do something. Yes. And and, and get rid of this divisiveness because we had divisiveness on steroids and all those folks that that backed backed up Trump, 85 percent of them lost. That's a message, Uh, loud and clear.
2: uh, uh, what happened last night, we all can say this. We can all disagree, but at the end of the day, we're all Americans. We are much stronger together than we are apart. Um, right. Last night uh, was a message that America is still strong if, if we are strong. And Donald Trump is a divisive force. That's just a fact. He is a divisive force that we don't need. And I'm finally glad that in last night's midterm elections, he was repudiated, which what it should be. Let the voters decide his fate, not the January 6th commission, not some sub- investigation. Let the voters decide his fate. Let the people speak. And when the people speak, they normally get it right.
1: Well, I I agree and disagree, but I think that the January 6th committee and all these other investigations are important so it can show Americans that our judicial system does work and no one's above the law. You need to be held accountable. We just can't have somebody else come along and say, well, Trump did it. I can do it, too. So I think that's important, but that's part of our democracy. I feel good about democracy for the first time in this country in the last seven years. It's the first time I feel good about it. And I think that, you know, I think people are going to start to work together. I, I really do, because they're not going to have a choice. Yeah, you got the Marjorie Taylor Greens and all these other folks that are going to make it very difficult for whoever's going to be the uh, Speaker of the House. And they, they're going to have to repudiate that person. They're going to have to put that person in their place. But I don't know. It, 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 was, it wasn't what I expected. And I'm sure it wasn't what you expected either, Armstrong, but I'm not going to rub it in your face because we don't do that. We've never done that. But at the same time, I think this is good for America.
2: Well, one of the things we should take away, Brian Kemp is an example of Republicans that we need. Repudiate Trump, stand your ground, let him come after you, and you still win in your state by a landslide because people make the decision. Abr- Stacey Abrams lost not because of the fact she's a woman and black. She, her values are out of line. She just kept having foot-and-mouth disease throughout the campaign, and she could what not her? connect with the voters. That's why she lost.
1: So her— um- Okay, I'm going to leave it alone. You know, that's a long story for us to debate because she was just speaking her truth, and a lot of us could relate to it, but not not enough that would vote for her to get her over the hump. Uh, listen, we got to go, Armstrong. Um, I appreciate your phone call. I just think that this is a, a new day in America, and hopefully we can grow from this. All right, man, you take care of yourself. Thank you. All right. Mm-hmm. Bye. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Then we're going to talk to MSNBC's Dr. Jason Johnson, man. All right, we're going to talk about the elections, of course, and this is what he does. So that's coming up next. Well, on the phone line right now, normally he's the smartest man in the room. Well, he's always the smartest man in the room. Uh, Dr. Jason Johnson, of course, every time I turn around, man, I see you on TV or you're, you're doing some rally or, I don't know, just kidding. Uh, heck, what, <laughs> where are you right now? I, I know I see you on MSNBC. Um, yes, yes.
0: So I'm, I'm a host and contributor at MSNBC. Uh, I host a fantastic podcast called A Word on Slate, where I talk to everybody from politicians to scientists to celebrities in the black community about the mixture of politics and pop culture and uh, continue to write for the Grio. And of course, I am a professor in the School of Global Journalism and Communications at Morgan State University, uh, where I have a fantastic group of students who I got all registered to vote this year, who I hope nice. participated in. And getting Westmore elected.
1: So, yeah, that is incredible. Well, listen, all that won't fit on a business card, but that's okay. As long as he fits on the show. Uh, listen, man, you know, I've given my analysis of, you know, the, the, the elections from the other day, um, just your big takeaway from, you know, Republicans were shocked. Um, uh, but maybe you weren't, I don't know. What was your big takeaway?
0: completely shot. It, you know, Russ, like this, my main comment, and I was tweeting about this this morning. I'm going to be saying this later on today on the air. Yo, it's okay to be wrong, everybody, it, whether it's your mm-hmm. personal life or your professional life. 24 hours before the election, I was saying on MSNBC and radio, I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. The data was all over the place. And as much as it was a cliche, I was what I was hearing on the ground in Georgia and Florida and North Carolina and Ohio was very different than the polling. So I did not know what was going to happen. It could have been a Republican sweep. It could have been a Democrat. I I didn't know. I didn't know. Now it looks like it is probably the best midterm election in history for a sitting Mm. president, given the fact that Joe Biden ain't that popular and the economy isn't great. So sometimes politics surprises us. People have to be willing to accept that can happen, too.
1: Well, I think they tried to convince us what the narrative was going to be, is that, oh, hey, listen, this is about crime and this is about pocketbook issues. And they controlled that narrative. They had us all believe, and that's what it was all about. And abortion wasn't top of mind. Well, it turns out abortion was. It was top of mind.
0: Well, yeah. well and here's the thing, Russ, and this is, you know, this is what tells you a lot about sort of television, cable news, sometimes media, uh, and, and sometimes people in different kinds of outlets and streamers. Guess what? Abortion is an economic issue. Family planning is – I mean, I don't Mm. care if you are partnered or not. The decision to have another child and when you have that child and how you have that child, that's an economic decision. Nobody who's got kids or knows anybody who's got kids doesn't connect those two. So I think a lot of the polling was off because when they were asking about, well, do you care about crime? That could be, I'm worried about my kids getting shot in school as much mm-hmm. as I'm worried about somebody pickpocketing me when I go back to my car when I leave Safeway. So I think, I think the polling questions were often uh, wrong, and you had people who were motivated to try and put out one narrative because, mm-hmm. frankly, a lot of the press wants Donald Trump back in office because it puts eyeballs on the screen, and they didn't really care about the fact that the majority of people were saying, we don't want this crap no more.
1: All right, so is it official? I talked to Armstrong Williams the other day, and I said, "Is it official now that Trump no longer has a stranglehold on the Republican Party?"
0: <laughs> I don't know what Armstrong said. And I, I, I think I can go back if I can listen to that podcast for him. No, this is this is the hilarious thing about all of this, right? This is this is the mummy. This is Frankenstein. This is Serpentor, okay? You create this monster that you think is going to lead your organization, and then that monster turns into something that you can't control. Ron DeSantis has absolutely no chance against Donald Trump at a primary. None. He will wipe the floor with him. He will beat him up and down. He will smack him like he stole something from him. There's no Mm -hmm. chance because the vast majority of Republicans still like Donald Trump. You can't hype a guy up for a decade as the future of the Republican Party, and then jump away from him in two cycles because they don't work. People don't Mm -hmm. believe in Ron DeSantis the same way. So I'm Mm -hmm. I'm entertained to see all these mainstream Republicans who are willing to sell what was left of their souls to promote Donald Trump when it was convenient, and they think they're going to make this switch? Ain't going to happen.
1: All right, let's put on your professor hat before we roll out of here. So, uh, obviously, the Republicans are going to get the House. Excuse me. The Republicans are getting the House, and... Mm -hmm. How does that help or how does that hinder Joe Biden? How can they stop him in any policies that he wants to uh, enact on the American public?
0: Well, here's the thing. To to be fair, as of right now, and I keep telling people this, look, these polls ain't loyal, right? We don't actually know if the Republicans are going to take the House. It could be Republicans take the House by maybe four or five seats or Democrats hold it by one or two. We don't know yet. But let's say the Republicans do. If they get the House by four or five seats, they can stop certain policies. They'll, of course, immediately get rid of the, the January 6th committee and everything else like that. But here's the thing. With that kind of margin, they're just not going to be able to get anything done. The Republican Party cannot hold – they can't hold their whole party together with only a five- or six-vote lead. They won't. They're going to argue. They're going to disagree. The Marjorie Taylor Greens are going to be power one way or another. And if the Democrats take the Senate, and right now it looks like the Democrats may have 51 seats in the Senate. 51. It immediately neutralizes Joe Manson. It immediately neutralizes Kristen Sinema, which means judges and things like that are in more control of Joe Biden. So, you know, if, if, if Congress is divided going forward, yeah, maybe we don't get like a national plan to take care of COVID the way we did in the past, but it's not nearly as disruptive as if both houses had slipped and Joe Biden couldn't get anything done and no legislation passed.
1: Dr. Jason Johnson mows lawns on the weekend, babysits your badass kids, and of course, he, he uh, teaches at Morgan State. You can see him on MSNBC. And there's a laundry list of things that I can tell you about the, the griot. This guy's a brilliant writer, and he's always the smartest man in the room. Dr. Jason, I appreciate it, sir.
0: Thank you so much, man. Anytime.
1: I don't want to thank Dr. Jason Johnson. Uh, yeah, we appreciate that, sir. And uh, we're going to take a quick break because I'm going to rant. And I'm going to talk to a chef about cooking because Thanksgiving is right around the corner here. One of my favorite chefs, man, he's on the line right now. I watch this dude on Cleo TV all the time, New Soul Kitchen, because I love to cook. Everybody, you know, thinks that they can cook until you actually watch somebody that does it effortlessly. And that would be award-winning TV host, celebrity chef, Jannard Wells. Good morning, sir. How are you?
3: good morning good morning i am doing good enjoying life man
1: man i saw you at martha's vineyard uh we were there for a screening uh-huh. for the marvin Sapp story and i saw you up there And i said this dude is just as funny off the camera as he is on it's like it's, <laughs> it's tough to have a skill like a skill set like you have and have a sense of humor and a personality at the same time i don't get it right. but congratulations on that
3: <laughs> thank you but also i want to tell you congratulations on the a- Marvin Sapp movie. I thought you guys did an amazing job. Thank you. And it was honor, honor to get get a chance to have have a screening with you, with you all. So bravo to you. But yeah, Thank one you. of the things growing up with such a big family, man, and, and one of the things my family did was cooking, and having fun. So it just came natural for mm-hmm. me because I said anytime that I was on TV and I'm cooking up something that I love, hey. I'm gonna come off as of that person as, as your uncle, your friend, your your, your, your cousin. You, mm-hmm. you know, when you go to the family gatherings, there's always one or two there that believe in sharing how they love food and just the humor mm-hmm. in life as a whole. And that's one of the things that I'm doing with my new book, Southern Inspired. I'm sharing mm-hmm. my life's journey as I tell people it's a love letter to to my family, to my culinary ancestors, to anybody that just love throwing down in the kitchen.
1: Yeah. Well, let me just say, I know Kathy Hughes, who's the founder of Urban One. She does the foreword on it. And I know for a fact she can't cook worth a darn. And so I don't even know why you had her do it. But, you know, let's not, you know, I better keep my job. So
3: I'll, hey, hey, I'll, Look, exactly. Look, I am not going to agree with you on that now. now I'm having some of these Look, I've had some of Missy's <laughs> cooking, and one thing I could tell you that she could throw down. I, You know, I enjoy. Are you serious? Look, hanging on the farm with her, walking out to the bay and, and, and bringing in fresh crab legs. Look. Wow. And, and, and I'm not just saying that because she wrote the forward and she's also my mentor. But I'm saying it yeah. because she's said me many times. I know she done fed you, Russ. So you ain't going to get me or you in trouble saying that.
1: <laughs> well, see, so you should have went along with the joke. All right, so anyway, the book is called Southern Inspired. And of course, it's available at uh, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and everywhere books are sold. What is your favorite thing to cook? What is your favorite recipe that you don't like? Because, you know, black folks don't like to give up their recipes. You're giving up a 100 of them in this book. <laughs>
3: Yes, I am. I'm giving hundred of of some of my all time favorites, but I have to say, two of my favorite things is I create a New Orleans style barbecue shrimp. That's amazing. It's not like barbecue <sighs> shrimp that you think of. You, you get mm. your fresh shrimp. You want to get large jumbo shrimp or prawns. Worcestershire sauce, garlic. Baking, mm. smoked paprika, <sighs> lemon juice, a little note of brown sugar for the molasses. You lay all mm. that in a skillet, you pop it in the oven, bake it off and allow that sauce to just serenade mm. shrimp. And you serve it with garlic toast. Hands down, it's one of those dishes I can eat all the time. My wow. second guilty pleasure is my caramel pound cake. Now oh, Lord it's, it's, yeah, I know right. Look, that would get you that'll get you in trouble any day of the week, but I tell you, go all in. And if you don't wanna gain weight while eating rush, you gotta eat it with a fork so all the calories fall through the crap. <laughs>
1: All right. Chef Jernard Wells of New Soul Kitchen. Of course, his new book, Southern Inspired. You guys pick it up, read it, steal from it because Thanksgiving's around the corner. Why not make that mac and cheese right? You know what I'm saying? Hey, listen, man, I really appreciate talking to you, man. And congratulations on the book and the career. Love it for you, bro. Yes.
3: Thank you. Thank you. Look, I'm so honored with New Soul Kitchen and New Soul Kitchen Remix. I got two holiday specials that are getting ready to kick off.
1: All right, Chef. I really appreciate you taking the time with us this morning. Thank you. All right. Take care now. All right. You too. All right, y'all. It's time for my rant. Ladies ladies, ladies and gentlemen, I got to tell what I feel. Okay. So you guys know what I'm going to talk about. Donald Trump. Donald Trump, y'all had to run for president again. And you're saying, why, Russ? I'm scared. I'm scary. Let me just make one prediction, and I think I'm going to be right. He doesn't have a, a chance in hell to win. If he gets the party nomination, which is suspect, Um, he's not going to win in the general. This last election proved that independents... And even a lot of Republicans don't want him. Now you're saying, why is he running again? Well, he raised about 117 million dollars. Ten of it he spent on other candidates. He's just supposed to use all of it on him, but he didn't. He saved it for himself. So he now has a war chest of about 94 million dollars. He's going to be able. He has to be able to spend it legally. So why not continue the grip on Americans? These dumb people out there. Well, I, I'm going to vote for him again because he gave me a PPP check. Yeah. And a lot of y'all going to jail because you asked for a little bit too much. But that's okay. That's another story. But here's the deal um, Trump has to run again because he has the world's dumbest lawyers. He's gone through so many lawyers that he hasn't paid that he's down to guys that have degrees from prepaid legal. In his mind, he believes that. He could be as president. He could delay all these indictments, these federal indictments, and these investigations into him. Um, that will solve the issue. If I run for office again, I can grip the American people, get more money out of them. I can sit up and continue. You can cater to cater to the far right, and I can stop all investigations into me. Unfortunately, that that isn't how it works. Because if you guys got to think about it. If everybody thought that they could get out of being investigated by the feds or anybody else just by running for office, everybody will be running for office. He thinks the rules are different for him, but they're not. He thinks because I'm a former president that I have executive privilege. No, you're not. You're a regular citizen. Now, if y'all noticed, it's like uh, the attorney general in in New York and in, in Georgia. Uh, they didn't go after him during the election because I think there's some unwritten policy or it might even be a law that two months before the election, you really can't go after this guy. But one week after, you can. And if you notice yesterday was one week after the election, uh, there is a lot of the Georgia governor <laughs> had to speak and, 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 and he was subpoenaed and he spoke to the attorney general. They're coming to get him. So, Listen, Trump thinks this is like a great strategic move because he's so slippery. It's not going to work this time, guys. And they don't want him. He's up there, Obama took documents too, and and he took my bo I mean, it's just ridiculous. But, you know, get ready because this is going to be interesting. But my prediction, Steph L. And you say, oh, Rush, you've said it before. Oh, no, it's just, he's got too much on him now. It's, it's, it's going to be a problem for him. That's my rant. Well, I want to thank all our guests today. You've been listening to the Russ Podcast. Wherever you can get podcasts, that's where you can listen to the show. Leave your comments and let us know how much you hate the show. We'd appreciate it. See you next week.